He screamed as well. Together, they tumbled through the air, the denizens' wings thrashing wildly. Arthur tried to rip the wings from the auditor, but he didn't want to let go of the fifth and sixth keys, so he couldn't get a proper grip. He tried to transfer the sixth key so as to hold both keys in his left hand, but in that vital moment, the denizen kicked free and dove away, his wings folded back. Arthur fell again, but the collision had checked his speed. He had a few seconds to take action, and his brain finally got back to work on problem-solving, instead of gloating over the sixth key or cowering in fear. He knew there was no way to avoid colliding with the tower, unless he never actually arrived there. A hundred feet from impact, Arthur somersaulted into a swan dive. Stretching his arms out below his body, he drew several steps in the air with the sixth key. The pen left glowing trails of light, which instantly took on the appearance of solid, white, marble steps. Arthur hit hard, immediately tucking himself into a ball to roll down the improbable stair. As he bounced and tumbled over each step, he knew he had to get his speed under control. Even when he stuck out his leg, he only tumbled sideways and kept falling. Climbing up the improbable stair was bad enough, with the chance of coming out on some random landing anywhere in time or space. Falling down it, completely out of control, was even worse. Arthur remembered the old one's caution, the words now echoing inside his head, in between thuds, bangs, and the jangling pain of new bruises. It is possible to end up somewhere you particularly do not wish to be, the old one had said. It is even likely, for that is part of the stair's nature. He tried again to stop, but since he was still clutching the keys, he couldn't even grab onto the edge of a step. It was more like falling down a slide than a staircase, much more so than could be normal or natural. The stair itself was working against him, accelerating his fall, leading him somewhere he doubted he'd want to be. Thoughts of really terrible places in history began to flash through Arthur's mind. Thoughts made more awful because he knew that if he focused on any one place for too long, the stair would take him there. He tried to turn on his stomach and stop the endless slide with his elbows, but this didn't work either, though it hurt a lot. Arthur grimaced as his funny bones were repeatedly jarred. Before his transformation from a mortal boy into a denizen or whatever he had become, he would have been screaming with pain, and his arms would have broken like sticks. But the keys and his use of them had changed his bones, skin, and blood beyond anything a doctor would recognize as human. Arthur was afraid there were other changes, too. Changes inside him that removed him even further away from humanity. Things that went beyond his new size, strength, and durability. But this was a distant, nagging fear that was overwhelmed by his current panic. I have to stop, he thought. I have to get off the stair. He rolled onto his back, gasping as the front edge of each step smacked him in the backbone. He put the sixth key in his mouth so he would have a hand free. Then he raised the mirror of the fifth key, held it in front of his face, and tried to focus on it as he continued his juddering descent.
The mirror had been blocked by Saturday's sorcerers inside the upper house, and it might not work inside the stair either, but Arthur had to take any chance he could to get out. First, though, he had to find a way to hold the mirror steady, and he had to keep the picture of Sir Thursday's bedroom in his head. This was very hard to do. He tried to visualize it, but he kept thinking of places he didn't want to go, like the plague-ridden London of Susie Turquoise Blue's time, or the island in the middle of a sun where he'd found part two of the will. Even as a denizen, Arthur knew he couldn't survive if he came out of the stair into the heart of a star. He also wouldn't survive an emergence into nothing, which meant he also had to stop thinking about Doorstop Hill or any parts of the house that he knew had already been consumed by nothing. So much of it was gone already as the void...